Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's laws can feel like they were written for another time. And that's because many of them were. For example, it's illegal to pay a fortune teller in Pennsylvania. And you're not allowed to hunt wild animals while they're swimming. We're bringing one back from the archives with CityCast Pittsburgh's Megan Harris talking to CityCast Philly's Trinae about some of the weirdest laws still on the books here in the Commonwealth. It's Wednesday, November 1st. I'm Mallory Falk, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast Philly host Trinae. Good morning. Hey. And we're joined by Harrison Can, a reporter at City and State PA, who has looked into some ridiculous laws that are still on the books here in the Keystone State. Hey, Harrison, I can't wait to hear more about this. Yeah, good morning. I'm excited for the talk. So, Harrison, give us a taste of what's coming. Like, what's one weird thing that's illegal somewhere in Pennsylvania? Yeah, as, as many of us know, uh, fishing and hunting are, are big in, in the Commonwealth and in, in Pennsylvania. Fishing is only legal when using a line or a hook. So using your bare hands is illegal. And on top of that, <laughs> uh, using a particular fish, including goldfish and koi fish as bait, also illegal. I hope no one's doing that. Right. Um, well, there is some fishing happening in Philly. It's um, people I see people in the Schuylkill, but I personally wouldn't eat what comes out of that water. <laughs> The color does not look appetizing. I'll no, give it that. No, no, no. And there's Agreed. many other things that come out of that order, too. But anyway. <laughs> Pittsburgh's got the mon to contend with the Schuylkill. <laughs> there, there is a funny little loophole with that, actually. So technically, if you are holding a line with a hook in one hand and you dip your other hand in the water to catch a fish, that is still legal because you have a, a fishing line in one hand. Interesting. Interesting. I also read that... You can't fish with dynamite? Yeah. What? I wonder if fireworks count. I feel like here in <laughs> Pennsylvania, that's something you could do maybe on accident. Maybe I've seen it. <laughs> so what? People were throwing dynamite in, in the waters and like the, the, the fish would pop up? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know <laughs> what the intent is there, but it might be uh, <laughs> casting a wide net, if you want to call it that. Yeah, Definitely. One of my favorites here on the western side of the state near Pittsburgh is in a little place called Tarentum. It's actually illegal to tie a horse to a parking meter or a streetlight pole. Dogs are fine, though. You can tie up a dog all day. Interesting. Harrison, what's like a weird law or what's something that's illegal everywhere in PA? Another one that's illegal everywhere in PA pertains to bathrooms and, and bathtubs. 
And an individual's bedroom can't be more than 200 feet from a bathtub, shower, or a toilet. So, so no, no accidents at night this time. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like who, who comes up with these laws? Like who, I don't know. Maybe this was like the day of like outhouses, maybe. I I don't know. I'm imagining them kind of like the warning labels that we have on all our products. And you're just like, who in the world messed this up that you feel like you have to put this in writing? Like, that's how I feel about these laws. I want to meet, I want to meet the someone who designed their house with a, a bedroom 199 feet away from the, from my bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> the real estate agents, they'll come for you. Allegedly, here in Pittsburgh, you cannot take a mule or a donkey onto a trolley, um, which I recently learned a lot of old school Pittsburghers think of a trolley is the same thing as like what y'all would call a septic car, which I find hilarious. Like, I think of a trolley as like an above ground thing, but apparently that is not the old school definition. The underground counts too. So a subway too. You can't bring a mule or a donkey on a subway? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's part of the outlying legal definition. I want to find out. All right, Megan, have you broken any of these rules? Like, did you bring your mule on the trolley car <laughs> without knowing it? <laughs> I don't personally have a mule. I'd love one. Uh, I did sort of break one, I think. I test drove a car once on a Sunday, which I have now learned from these lists. That's not a thing you're allowed to do. All car dealerships are supposed to be closed on Sundays in Pennsylvania um, for the Christian Sabbath. I had no idea. So maybe. I didn't buy it, though. I don't know where the legal line is there. Mm. Harrison, did you uh, break any laws, <laughs> break any of these weird laws? Yeah, uh, like Megan, uh, I, I assume a lot of us have probably broken these these state blue laws or the, the Sunday laws, as, as many of us know them. Um, one of the original ones was prohibiting sports, musical and theatrical performances on Sundays prior to 1 p.m. Really? Yeah, prior to what? 1 p.m. So, so the Eagles oh, and Steelers okay. are perfectly fine. But I definitely have had some sort of practice game or meet on a Sunday morning. So I've definitely broken that one. Oh, yeah. I also may have once ridden very briefly in a boat that was being towed while on the highway. Didn't know I was breaking a lot. And the car was kind of full and it was very short. I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> That one at least makes a little safety sense. It does. It does. I didn't think it was the right choice at the time. <laughs> Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Harrison, have you dug into some of the backstories behind why these laws are laws? 
Yeah, a lot of these laws were were put in place a long time ago, or in cases in, in like that, I would assume there was some one-off sort of harm or injury to somebody. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of these old ones, especially at the local level, the ordinances are, are hard to track, so you, you can't even really find the history behind it. <laughs> right. Now, there's this one law in Danville. You can't sing in public. There's no yelling, shouting, hooting, whistling in public, in the public streets, particularly between the hours of 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. as to not annoy and dis- or disturb the quiet comfort of people, of office, dwellings, hotel, and any other type of residence. Uh, what? <laughs> How could you even, like, enforce that or try to enforce that? And that would be kind of ridiculous and, a, I think, a waste of resources. Yeah, I think uh, these bizarre laws are often not enforced, though some still uh, remain on the books. And uh, particularly at the municipal level, these old statutes and these ordinances are often kept in place, uh, mostly just because a repeal process can be time consuming and expensive. And I doubt these these local leaders want to be spending their, uh, you know, their weekly meetings, you know, withdrawing some donkey or mule ordinance. (laughs) Is there a way that you recommend to be able to, you know, look up some of these old laws and see like, you know, we see them on lists on the Internet, but that doesn't always mean that they're real or they're still real. Uh, Anything you recommend? Yeah, uh, at the statewide level, you can look up the code through the Pennsylvania Bulletin. Uh, the PA code is is entirely online. That's where I was able to to fact check a lot of these ones regarding the bedroom and the and the fishing. Um, the, those those <laughs> those line items are right there within the state's code. Would it be hard to get rid of these laws? It, it depends on the case, I guess. Um, at, at the state level, they've certainly gotten rid of some of these older laws. A lot of the, the Sunday laws, those blue ones, have gone by the wayside. We, we can now buy liquor on Sundays, um, stuff like that. So they, they are attempting to modernize the system a little bit. Yeah, the liquor laws in particular really strike me because, you know, we've we've evolved a little since our Quaker upbringing. Uh, there's a, we can get a few more things in the grocery store. Um, seems like we're moving a little closer to privatization. Nice to know that we can we can change. We can glow up. <laughs> so what if some of these laws are things that people actually agree with? Like um, I'm thinking of the one don't barter your children. That seems like a good rule. Uh, is it still enforceable? That's a great question. Uh, I would assume it's still enforceable and we would hope so. And yeah, I I don't think that's one that uh, is too unpopular. Where did that one come from? Do you know? I I couldn't find the exact uh, source, but my inclination would be thinking back to the the Great Depression when there were, you know, some people in some really bad financial situations actually attempting to, to barter their children away and get rid of their debt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. The one that I kind of like, I think it's kind of weird, uh, is that you can't get married by a minister here if you are visibly drunk. So <laughs> they want to make sure you're making the right decision for your life. <laughs> I think I've been to a, probably a couple of weddings where <laughs> that was a there was a thin line between whether the, the groom was ready or not. <laughs> Should, maybe shouldn't have proceeded. So is there anything bad that can happen if one of these outdated laws doesn't get changed or repealed over time? Uh, yeah, there, there's some cases where these, these have actually been prosecuted. Uh, one of the few reported cases of a fortune-telling prohibition within the state uh, took place just a few years ago. Oh, we can't. We're not allowed to fortune-tell. I feel like I've had tarot read. Does that count? 
Yeah, it, apparently it is illegal within the state to use fortune telling as a means of, of, of profiting, you know, convincing someone that you can alter their life uh, for profit. Um, in 2015, a Philadelphia woman was charged with, with fortune telling, theft by unlawful taking and theft by deception in, in Chester County after uh, convincing a woman to pay tens of thousands of dollars to, to lift a oh cloud of uh, quote unquote spells and curses to lift that off of her. Oh, gosh, I hate that this was a Philadelphia woman. Ah. <laughs> but not in Philly, not in Philly. <laughs> yeah, and it actually wasn't even it wasn't even this this woman's uh, first time. She had been previously convicted in, in other states uh, doing the same type of spiel. And e particular to this case, which I found, uh, you know, increasingly troubling as I read it, uh, the, the victim here was even persuaded to to stop taking her her prescribed mental health medication and instead was told no. to buy candles, oils, perfumes, and, and crystals to help ward off the evil spirits. That's terrible. Well, let's bring up the mood just a teeny bit before we let you go, Harrison. I'm curious if there are any laws that you think we should have that you wish we had. Personally, I could do with a shorter work week. That's mine. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> I think we would all be on board with that one. Um, I, I think I'd have to bring it back to the liquor laws. Uh, you know, we are starting to see, like we had mentioned, some some little bit more uh, leeway in, in the sale of alcohol and beer. Uh, I think we should yeah, just double down. Like if you're I've been driven through Delaware or some southern states where you can get beer and wine at a at a gas station. And I don't think that's too far off from us. Trinae, do you have any? Hmm. All Put right. You well, on the spot. I don't Harrison, I have a pet peeve with the use of the word John in Philadelphia. <laughs> so it must be on the books. We got to get this on the books. Please do not use John for profit <laughs> in the wrong way. <laughs> no John pandering from politicians. Exactly. <laughs> See, we're pro jag off over here. Use it to abandon. Do it. <laughs> All right, that was Harrison Can, a reporter for City and State PA and CityCast Philly host, Trinae Neri. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. This was fun. Yes, this was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you have an idea for the show, please get in touch. And if you enjoyed it, tell a friend, rate us, leave us a review, and don't forget to subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Well, sorry that I the two the two uh, examples that I brought were so depressing. It's Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's weird, you know. What are you gonna do?